Hey guys, I'm RJ from Teletalks of Instagram and YouTube fame. And I'm Joe from Like My Pedals. And I'm Will, and you're listening to the Just Surprise Me podcast. Alright, the premise of this podcast is each one of us is going to bring a topic that's unknown to the other host every week. And we're just going to kind of build on what comes naturally with the topic. Uh, so, with that being said, here we go. RJ, what have you got for us today? Alright, so mine is uh, TV shows people love but you hate or that you couldn't get into. Oh, I love this topic. Yeah, um, I'm pretty passionate about this because I feel like there are a ton of shows that I just, I just, I don't either get at all or I just think they're truly, truly awful. For example, anything on the CW, okay? (laughs) So that includes, and like I'm a comic book nerd, but that includes... Flash, Arrow, the whole Arrowverse, Supernatural, um, just all of those. I just, you know, like I can't stand them. And like everyone's like, oh, man, you should really get into Arrow. You know, you just got to get through like the first two seasons. Well, you know, because it's freaking, you know, uh, network TV, that's 22 episodes each season. So, you're basically, if you round up, looking at 50 episodes. I don't got, nobody got time for that. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to go through two seasons just so it can maybe get good. Are you kidding me? I don't know. If you, if you go through four seasons of The Next Generation, it gets amazing. That's true. That is true. And they're like and 27 episodes. Of all time. Yeah, the the first totally four true. seasons are kind of iffy, but once you get to that fifth season, oh, it takes off. Yeah, but, you know, it... Oh. Although I agree with you 100%. Some of these shows are just garbage shows they use to just fill space and make money. But if you go then, back to the CW, they did do Buffy, right? Wasn't that the CW? The the Buffy the Vampire? Uh, was that? No, was that, that was WB. WB. No, that was yeah, WB. Okay. Same fucking thing, man. Same thing. They had that uh, frog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was the best. Isn't that Wayne's Brothers also? like? That was a good show. They also did friends, but I'm glad you went the direction you went because my direction is completely opposite for this. Oh, yeah. I hate comedy shows with a laugh track and the worst one of all for me is the big bang theory. It's probably the worst oh. show I've ever seen and the worst show on TV and everybody loves it and thinks it's amazing. You know who, who loves it is fake, like pop culture, like nerdy people. What I can't stand is a show. The, that... the Comic Con cosplayers, yeah. if you will. <laughs> the, the, the fakest of the fake like that show because, oh, they referenced Star Trek. <laughs> it's just no, set up, it's, punchline, it's just... set up, punchline, set up, punchline, set up. Pu- I'm like, give me a second like to let the comedy breathe and be natural. All of their jokes that reference like nerdy pop culture stuff is like just very low bar like low barrier to entry jokes like oh yeah guido shot first (laughs) you know like i can't stand that show fuck Uh, big bang theory period thank you i'm I'm glad i'm not the only person that feels this way it's it's just terrible and like this lazy writing is what it is and then it's like the jokes aren't funny so we're gonna put a laugh track in so maybe that'll encourage you to laugh along 
I think there's a I think there's a place for a laugh track. Number one, the thing that bothers me the most about this topic is I think I agree with both of you. Uh, that bothers you? Yeah, it kind of does. Why does that yeah. bother you? <laughs> you? He hates us for the flying bee jokes. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, actually. But uh, no. Um, man, I kind of got into the Flash. I guess the first couple seasons, uh, it was okay. I did not like Arrow at all. Like, and I don't. The crossovers is not. This is not my not my jam. And I think a lot of it to me is is the production value. Because I feel like those shows are trying to feel like major CG. But they just don't have the budget. And they just don't, man. And it just kind of falls flat. I've noticed that C- it's, it's a network thing because, like, NBC comedy shows are usually amazing. Like, The Office, Parks and Recreation, um, any but, other I mean, number they, of shows of they those, did. Both of those shows still had that kind of cheap B-movie feel, but I think it fit with... They're, they were also well-written. Right, right. And the jokes That's weren't true. just thrown down your throat. They were, you know, they're subtle. And it didn't expect, it didn't expect to like have to explain the joke to you. It didn't, that's what it is. I hate when they explain the joke to you. I'd rather like, you know, they just kind of have it there and you're supposed to like pick up on what the joke is. And if you don't get it and it goes over your head, eh, so be it. That's, that's kind of the whole, what makes it so good. Yeah. But what do you got against the laugh track? I I just don't like it. <laughs> it just drives me insane. I think it's got his place, man. Didn't, I mean, didn't cheers have a laugh track? Yeah, so. but that was back when every show had it and that was good. I think it's also the um, like the typical three cameras like type sitcom shows. I, yeah, I can't right. stand those. Like what? I like the, the the more of the single cam style shooting where it just has a different feel to it. Gotcha. No, it doesn't I, feel overproduced. Now I want to go back to what you guys were talking about as far as budget is concerned, especially with the CW shows. I don't feel like that's necessarily a problem. Here's my problem with most shows on the CW, and it goes back to the 22-episode arc. You're going to have filler, and that's what I can't stand. Like, very few shows can pull off filler. One of those shows, in my opinion, and even sometimes it totally got boring, was X-Files. Okay, the Monster of the Week formula works in some cases but with like the flash and things like that i can't stand it and that's what it the majority of it is and it drives me insane because you know what era wasn't that bad when they would like go back to the island and it was all about you know pursuing uh you know his backstory like that stuff i did find interesting but i just can't get into some of these monster of the weeks another one um uh fringe oh i loved fringe i wanted to get into it so much it was so good but it's made by the same people who made lost and i love lost okay okay you can go fuck yourself on that one i'm getting a little (laughs) hostile but Uh, talk about a show that wasted my fucking time dude well the problem here's the problem with lost they had such a, a massive cast that by the time they got to around the fifth season they all wanted to get paid a lot more money and they couldn't afford to pay them a lot more money the show was originally supposed to go i think for 10 seasons and it would have like kind of stretched out those last you know that last two seasons that were terrible it would have stretched those out into about five seasons which would have gave them a lot more so room to keep make it five more seasons of dumb bullshit and build up what are you talking well, about what happened was okay I'm the sorry. first four no, no. seasons of that show were amazing and it was just great development and everything took its time and it took its pace and it made you think and it had like mystery and it had backstory then all of a sudden they just rushed through 
everything and made it all just it just it ruined the show. The last two seasons were terrible, but and as a whole, I still love the show. So okay, let's bring it back. My problem with Lost is I knew it was going to fail from the beginning because of how much mystery they were setting up. Like you're opening up too many boxes and it's it's hard hard to to close stuff. Like you open like, okay, open up a couple boxes, close those boxes and then open up new ones or let them go a little bit deeper. Don't just every, you know, three episodes like, oh, here's another mystery about this weird ass island. Oh, here's another mystery about this one dude. Oh shit, he couldn't walk. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Fuck. Like, it also like, got way too heavy into like the love story about four seasons in like who's hooking up with who and who's dating who and all that kind of nonsense. So, so okay. Now, in the vein of of these kind of shows, have either of you watched the show Manifest? That's current. I haven't on. seen that one. No, is that the one? Where, okay, so I, I, that's the one where they've been gone for like seven years. It kind of right. reminds me of uh, the forty four hundred, which I really, yeah, that really was liked. that was a good one. I hadn't seen that. Now, is it, it manifest? Kind of has a lost vibe. Like there's kind of an underlying supernatural thing happening. Mm-hmm. But man, like you guys, if you were into Lost, I know RJ, I know Lost pissed you off. But if you're kind of into that that feel of show, like you should really check it out. You know, well, my let, wife and I've been watching it. Let me, let, since you don't know about the 4400, let me kind of give you the premise and tell me if that kind of matches up, then I might like tune in. So the premise of the 4400 is all of these people who went missing throughout history, all of a sudden return out of nowhere, not aged a day. So that there's this like little girl from like the thirties or the fifties or something like that hasn't aged a day. Then there's like, you know, some people who were like you know, 10 years ago went missing. Like, doesn't matter what they all came back at the same time at the same age, like nothing ever happened. And guess and how many of them there were? 4,400. Bam. Yeah, exactly. You're so God smart. nailed it. Shit, he's no, got the, it. The, the manifest is, is similar, I guess. Like it's a, a, a plane. Uh, they were coming back from Jamaica. It, um, it just went missing for five years. When they show back up, the people on the plane had only been missing for, you know, it was like a regular flight. Like they didn't realize they'd been gone. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes from. Are there. you sure they weren't just high the whole time since they just left Jamaica? That was just stereotypical and kind of racist. You should There's take one. that back. Mark it hey, down. One day. I got joke. the most kids. I can make the most dad jokes. <laughs> does does the. So how is that? Like you get like one kid. Is that like 10 dad jokes? So if you have like three kids, that's 30 dad jokes. I like, I like, I like where you're going with this. I'm not going to argue. This is, this is a, this is a territory that hasn't been charted yet, but I think it really needs to be. I like, I like the 10 to one ratio. That's pretty good. I have four kids, so I get at least 40 dad jokes. If that's the Damn case. it. No, no, I'll take it back. You get five per kid. But I, now, think, I think in totality here, the topic can be summarized. What we're saying is that, uh, it's preference. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to go with another, another way. Cause, um, so far we've talked about shows that don't necessarily have huge budgets, budgets, or they have just, budgets? The bu- yeah, the bu- I, I can't talk <laughs> or they have like, you know, like you said, 22 episode seasons with a lot of filler, but there's a show that for some reason everyone loved. And I just absolutely hate the show. And I watched the whole thing and there's only 10 episodes per season, but it literally felt like there was a hundred episodes per season. It made me want to kill myself at the end of the show. It was so terrible. And if you ever want a show that will just do nothing but depress you the entire time you watch it, 
HBO show The Leftovers has got to be the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I've you seen know it. what? I I actually enjoyed that show. Oh, it's so uh, de- it's so depressing. Oh like the entire no, it is. It, it 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 leaves you legitimately drained. When and they don't explain it. anything. Like and at I the love very that. end of it, it's just some weird weird How could you love crazy that? like psychotic dream he's having with like nuclear explosions. Spoiler alert or something. I don't know what it was. I still can't figure it out. But because it was terrible. The, here's why I like it. Lost kept trying to tag you along with all these mysteries. Leftovers, which had producers from Lost, were just like, nah, fuck it. You don't get to know. You just get to see the aftermath. And I can appreciate <laughs> that. that. I, I just I couldn't take it. I'm like, even seen the show, man. It was one of the shows that when I had to watch it, it was a chore. It was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, but you kept watching, didn't you, motherfucker? Well, that's because me and my wife watched TV together, and she actually enjoyed it. So I was gonna, you know, I'm just gonna stick through and watch it, and it mm-hmm. just, I just did not like it. <laughs> I, did, it just made me like feel terrible on the inside. Yeah. And then the whole season with the weird city and the guy standing on a cross or something—I don't know. I just, it just not, not my show. So do do you guys watch a lot of TV with your wife? Because I know that's something that my wife and I do together quite a bit. Because that's the only time we get time to just like sit and chill. And, yeah. Uh, there's been some stuff, man. That she's she watches uh, This Is Us. Oh God! I know it. I know it. But man, I won't watch it just because I know it's gonna be bad. <laughs> dude, honestly, that's probably one of the most well-written shows I've ever watched in my entire. No, no, life. I don't like, mean bad as like as not written well. I mean bad as in like it's gonna make you feel bad. It's gonna hit home to hit uh, blah, hit too close to home. Can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, it's right. just it, I, I just know like from what I've heard about the show that it's one of those shows that makes you upset and you want to cry and I just don't feel like dealing with that. I want to watch it's something a, entertaining. It's heavy, man. It's heavy for sure. It's not a it's not a, a light. Uh, Hulu a keeps light trying experience. to make me watch it because I'll be watching another show and then when that show ends, it'll automatically keep starting that show and I'm like, yeah. stop starting this show. Stop oh, trying dude, to get me to watch it, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm like, this is not what I'm signing up for here. Speaking but of I will... Hulu and while we're on TV, while we're on a topic of TV, The Handmaid's Tale is absolutely fucking I need fantastic, to get into man. that. Dude, I, need to, I need to get into oh that. Oh, my God. I oh, can't the one I, for the next season to come out. The one I just watched all the way through both seasons is Future Man. That show is great. You know, Steve uh, Rowe of uh, 60 Cycle fame, he, he keeps recommending that show, and I just I keep putting it off. Oh, it's amazing! It's uh, it's a Seth Seth Rogen is the director and writer right. for it, mm-hmm. but, but it's the guy from the Hunger Games, the PETA guy. He's the main character, and uh, this shouldn't spoil anything. Cause it's like all within the first five minutes of the ep- the first episode. But he's like really good at this this video game, and he's like kind of a loser in life, middle aged, and his parents just keep telling him like, "Oh, you're so great and wonderful," and like, but he to himself sees himself going nowhere. And uh, he ends up beating this video game that no one else has ever beat in the history of, of the video game's existence. And then the characters from the video game magically just appear in his room and tell him they've come back in time, that the, the game was sent back as a recruitment tool, so that like he's the savior of the Earth, that since he beat it, he must be the savior. And then just all hell breaks loose. It's all kinds of time travel and like paradoxes and then pop culture references, a lot of Back to the Future references. Nice. And like yeah. every time they like go back and try to fix something, they end up like messing up like everything else that existed and like just it's just one thing after another of a failure it's amazing awesome hell yeah yeah oh, it's a great one all right one, one more thing minutes. while we're on this because i i, I love this topic right. a lot rj you did one more again one more again one network on. that seems like 
everything they make is good. There's one network and every show they make is amazing, whether it's comedy, whether it's drama, whether it's some kind of horror. But FX seems to make the best shows. Dude, I no. beg to differ. Oh, what? my God. You're, yeah, I, no. I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Who said we were friends to begin with? Always Sunny in Philadelphia. First of all, one of the best shows ever. And it's also the longest running live action show, comedy show in history. It's it's been running longer than Seinfeld. See, here's the thing that there's a show that I I don't understand. I don't get the appeal. You know what show I did like from FX? The League. Oh, The League was great. I wish they didn't get rid of it. Oh, it was like, that was an amazing show. But how do you not like Sunny? It's just I don't know. I just it's it maybe because you will need to be watching Big Bang Theory then because they don't explain the jokes they just let them hit. I I don't know, man. I just it's not my. They'll thing. set up a joke in like the intro of the show and it'll pay off at the very very end if you make if you get to the end like this this joke like comes back out of nowhere and it's just oh it's so fantastic. But I mean shows like they had that one called The Strain which was really good with the uh, dude like yeah, the vampires seen, yeah that's that's a good show and. American Horror Story is just one of the best shows oh, ever. Okay, first Depends of all, on the season. first, yeah. well, no, I got two points. One, the strain was fucking terrible. Go read the books. I know that sounds cliche as fuck, but it is true. Two, American Horror Story can suck my dick. I think fucking Ryan Murphy is the worst thing to happen to fucking television since I don't even fucking know because I can't think of another terrible example. Ryan Murphy. Which one's he? Yes. The creator. The creator oh, of American Horror say, Story. Actors, and such uh, hits such hits as Glee. That's terrible. But yeah, no, well, American Horror Story is great. Man, the dude's a fucking hit machine. He is a hit machine. People keep throwing fucking money at him, and I can't stand anything he touches. He, uh, oh. the, Like I said, man, it's season to season with that show. Like That's another one my wife and I are big on. There are some seasons I, I just can't watch. Like the one with the uh, hotel with uh, yeah, Lady was Gaga was good, terrible. Man, man I thought that, it was good. I thought the I Roanoke, only like witches. The coven. Roanoke one. Yeah, that coven was good. Coven. The Roanoke one they did was amazing. But what? Okay, it was <sighs> cool until it went all Inception and went in the fucking show within a show. And That's what I loved about like, it was oh, like, God. it was like it was like a fake. A whole thing was a fake out, and then all Garbage. of a sudden, then the the real the real uh, just went down. Let's talk about Kathy Bates. Oh, about such a what great actress. Amazing. Absolutely. Um, just one more question. It's not really meant to like spark a huge conversation. I just want to know one thing. Are you guys watching um, Man in the High Castle? I am I've seen previews, but I haven't watched it. I've Do heard you guys it's great. Have Amazon Prime? Yeah. Yeah, I need to get caught up. I'm like so far behind. I only watched the first season when it first came out, but I really enjoyed it. Speaking of shows that were awesome and then sucked, uh, Top Gear was awesome when it was, you know, Richard Hammond and May, but then they got rid of them and went on to like a different cast that got fired after a year. Then another cast that got fired after a year. Didn't fucking but the, Joey from Friends there, Matt LeBlanc, yeah, didn't he so do terrible. Uh, but know. but um, when that happened, the reason I got Amazon Prime Video in the first place was to watch the Grand Tour, which is basically the original Top Gear with Richard Hammond and May, or Richard yeah. James May and whatever his name is, um, Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, I, I, I like Top Gear. I, I and then I've I I had watched Top Gear forever, and for some reason I never put two and two together because I've also liked Queen forever. That Brian May and James May are half brothers. No shit. They even that. look alike. If you look at yeah. pictures of them, they look yeah, like they the same person. Do. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. Uh, so I think we've beat this one to death, fellas. Oh, so, yeah. I could talk TV forever. So right. 
I'm sure we'll have future TV topics in the future. Maybe just not the same one. But. I'm just going to drop this bomb and then we're moving on. I uh, I hate Parks and Rec. So do uh, I. Amen. Yeah. Come on. Ron Swanson's the oh best character God, ever. Ron Swanson is fantastic, but I hate the show. Anyway, Joe. All Joe, right. what's your topic? All right. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a kid of the 80s. I grew up in the 80s and then partially in the 90s as well before I Fuck, became you're old. an adult. Yeah, oh, you're you young. Go. Me and Will are the same age, so you're okay. you're kind of yeah. starting to fight here. You're not going to win. <laughs> RJ, how old are you? <laughs> I'm 27. Yeah. I'm 37. I'm 36, so yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah. continue. Sorry. So uh, a big part of my growing up was going to be video games, but this was like pre-online video games. So there were games that had to actually be good enough to keep your attention to get you through the entire game without having to depend on, you know, going online and talking basically crap to your friends or to like... Uh, army of six-year-olds that are home with nothing better to do than get on there and just practice their curse words. Um, so cocksucker. Oh, it's so terrible. Like I, I grant that auto online. I fucked your mom. I fucked uh, your mom. <laughs> never. Ends. And it's like, shouldn't you be in school right now? And they're like, shouldn't you be at work? And I'm like, touche. Touche. Oh, you little bastard. So, anyways, my my topic is. What are the games that you played that you just absolutely love the game? You would play it through all the way through the completion or just keep playing it if you weren't good enough to actually beat the game. What are those games that just have really affected you and, and been awesome for you? Dude, I don't care what you guys say. The number one video, my favorite video game of all time is the Ocarina of Time. Nice. 64. Nice. I'm with you. I'm with you on Legend of Zelda, but mine is um, A Link to the Past, the Super Nintendo one. Okay, all right. That's that's like right I, I was I was like, oh, I, I'm surprised you guys haven't talked Zelda before because I know Joe is like the biggest Zelda fanboy that I know of. Oh, honorable so mention, good. honorable mention. Let's see, let's get your opinion on this, Joe. I think uh, I would argue that uh, Wind Waker is a close second. Wind Waker is great. Wind Waker it is fantastic. There, there's not any Zelda game you can get me to like disagree on because they're all amazing. It's just something about Link to the Past. It was one of those games that when I was young, I just played it all the time until I beat it over and over and over. See, and then, I had uh, a Sega, dude. I never was a... Uh, I, I, mean, a I had Super a Sega, Nintendo too, but, but that Super Nintendo... Oh, God, so good. And then they also made um, versions for the Japanese market only called Ancient Stone Tablets, which actually took place on the exact same map, same everything as, as Link to the Past, but it was a completely different story. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was originally for like a, a Japanese downloadable system where they can download the games, and they would download like a section of the game at a time. But someone actually went through and translated all like the the little pop up screens to English and everything. You can actually buy the cartridge now on um, Amazon or a couple other different places, but you can huh. play it on your regular Nintendo sixty or uh, Super Nintendo. Nice. What Very do you, uh, cool. How what do you guys think about uh, GTA? Oh, it's I love be it up near the top, man. Of playing Vice like, City playing through forever. Like, being from Miami, Vice City was like my game. <laughs> Vice City is probably my favorite Grand Theft Auto of all time. And what I love is that was the first one I actually went through and completed every like side thing. Took all the pictures of all the birds that were like underneath the 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 bridges because you had to, like that was one of the challenges. It was find random birds sitting around. Uh, mm-hmm. Did all the crazy jumps, and then when you beat the game a hundred percent, because you know you always have your little percentage counter. You yeah. get to go to the Versetti Mansion and go to the closet and put on a shirt that says, I beat Grand Theft Auto Vice City 100% and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> nice. And you could wear that around the game. Oh, that's amazing. Dude, the, I think the, the Grand the Vice City's greatest contribution to the franchise was the introduction of motorcycles. 
Oh yeah, the the Fagio and the Ve- which was the Vespa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so but it sucked uh, because the, you couldn't swim, ninja. so the second you hit water, you were dead. Oh yeah, oh yeah. When did they start swimming? They started. It was um, San Andreas, San Andreas yeah. which that game was amazing. That's another too. game I played way too much of. All right, so I yeah, I was gonna ask times. RJ like, is it as like a kid from Southern California, man? Did that game like hit you harder? Did it appeal to you? No, Vice City is still my number one. Uh, yeah. San Andreas. While it's very cool, and I did spend a lot of time, and the idea of like pretty much everything was customizable was mind blowing. It was also oh, yeah. a little overwhelming, um, and like that the health system I couldn't stand. Like you have to eat. Like that oh yeah, you had me to, insane. Yeah, I'd, I'd always find like a vending machine I could run through real quick and just chug down sodas to get my health back up. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't care for that part. But it wasn't pain spray. It was Los Santos Customs. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and there was the there was the cheat code you could put in where you could carry the big uh, pink dildo around and beat people to death with the dildo. <laughs> yeah. I always like heard the rumor that if you put the cheat code in, it wouldn't let you beat the game a hundred percent. It would basically corrupt your file. So I never put it in because of that. So because I wanted to get the hundred percent. So it wouldn't. It, it wasn't the matter of the hundred percent, but with cheat codes, it can corrupt your file occasionally. Because one time I did have that happen to me. I was. Fucking pissed. Um, it was the, it was very upsetting. Grand right. Theft Auto Five also was a great game, but it it had two things that really disappointed me. Number one, they skipped over Vice City to make it because Vice City was back in line again because Liberty City just got made, and then it should have been Vice City's turn before it went back to San Andreas. But number two, when they made San Andreas again, they only made Los Santos in like a little desert above it. They didn't. Put, bring back San Francisco. They didn't bring back Las Vegas. I'm, I'm okay with that because that just means that they can really focus on those those uh, areas in the future. Um, so since we're kind of like on the subject of Rockstar, I'll talk about a game that is very uh, – I, I loved it. And I have such fondness for it only because I never thought I would ever, ever like it. And that is – Red Dead Redemption, this the 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 sequel to Red Dead Revolver, which many people do not realize that. Um, but yeah, so you're Red talking Dead about, Redemption. You're talking about Jazz Horse. Jazz Horse. <laughs> I listened to another podcast. It's a Star Trek podcast, and that's what they call Red Dead Redemption too, because basically you ride around a horse listening to jazz music. <laughs> Um, but no, I I very much enjoyed it just because I'm not a fan of Westerns and the story was just so compelling. Yeah, it it was fantastic, man. And I got a, I got a soft spot for Westerns, I think, cause my dad's like, you know, big into them. So speaking of Westerns, how did you guys like Westworld? Hey, no, we're not getting back on fucking TV. Save it for later. I'm thinking they can make a great video game out of that is why I'm bringing it up. Eh, maybe it, man. the concept would be it would be so easy to like you know in, integrate and like I think it would just make a great oh you need to watch it but we're not getting back on TV but you need to watch it you do need the to other, watch it the I'm other game I always wish they would have made because is is some type of Game of Thrones type game but not necessarily like the ones they made like these little Skyrim. telltale ones where you can like walk through but yeah, I want called like, fucking Skyrim Joe yeah no no but that's not what I want. I want one that's kind of like a uh, Smash Brothers, where you pick characters from Game of Thrones and you just fight. <laughs> you want like, oh, a straight up awesome fighting game, game. <laughs> like a Mortal Kombat, but with like oh Jamie God, Lannister. That like that is fucking terrible. That's a terrible idea. Oh no, because no, there's so many main characters in that show, you can actually do it. 
Okay. Uh, and you're what? like, Davis, you can't hold a sword because you have no fingertips. <laughs> that is terrible. That was awful. Oh, um, no, that'd be awesome. Okay, so I'm, since we're all sci-fi fans here, I'm yes. going to talk about arguably one of the greatest space operas of all time. And it is a video game. Mass Effect. Oh, the trilogy. Yes. Oh, so yes. good. So good. Like, holy cow. When... When I heard about this game, it was already basically what had happened was what had happened was <laughs> you see what had happened was what had happened was <laughs> I can't is, believe you actually said it like <laughs> it wasn't a joke you really said it what had happened was <laughs> I saw the trailer for Mass Effect Three like a year before it was coming out and I'm like. Then I like did a little bit of research. I'm like, wait a minute. You mean to fucking tell me somebody thought of a way to fucking port over saves to the next game to impact your story? Are you yeah, fucking kidding dope. me? Like my mind was blown. And then I'm like, it's probably the reason why I also bring it up because it goes back to one of the original things that you said, like, you know, games that you've played multiple times. I've played this game so many times because I wanted to get different outcomes. I wanted to see what they were. Um, the fact that, you know, like literally there's a spoiler alert. There's like a part of the story where you legitimately determine whether or not you want to destroy an entire race of aliens. It is literally up to you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got the, like the choose your own adventure type thing where every time, every absolutely. choice you make has, has a future impact. And I, I love that. That's so, just absolutely. Now, are you guys into like customization in video games? Like, like you can tailor the story no. and tailor the character. And... Yeah. Uh, the character thing. No, like uh, it's actually one of the reasons why I cannot stand Skyrim is the character uh, customization is just overbearing and I fucking no. hate it. Shut your mouth. Yeah. I, I played online with Will one time, and he his character had a flying V. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist the cheap shot. That hurts, man. But uh, but I mean, like back in the day, Nintendo just made great games. Like um, another since me space, Metroid was a fantastic game. It was so hard though. Like, it was hard, all the different man. variations. That's, okay, that, that's one thing that pisses me off. If a game is overly hard, uh, modern games, uh, The Last of Us, and I, I think it was Naughty Dog. The yep. same people that did the um, Uncharted. Yes. Yeah. That game pissed me off. Not. Did you ever play the, the Ninja Turtles me. game for the regular Nintendo? Which one? The first one. I think so. It was. It was. It was terrible. Like, but like, there was a swimming was... level where you'd always run out of breath, and it was like the most like panic thing you ever well, did the, in your life. The first one was like super eight bit, and uh, it was like you know from above. And then yeah, that's, that's the, what I'm talking about. There was you climb down in the sewer, and you'd have to like you had this, this little van you drive scroller. around the city. Yeah, there, uh. but there was a there was the arcade, the Ninja Turtles arcade. Oh no, that one was fun. That's a whole different thing. Sorry, I was talking I'm about. I was talking about the notifications over here. My bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no, nah, man, that Nintendo just made fun games like back in the day. Like, the, and I think it was also had a lot to do with the fact that they didn't license to third party companies. They actually made everything in house themselves, so they had full creative control. Yeah, I mean, I you know, like I said, I was, I had the, uh, I had the eight bit, the original NES, but when it came in, as things advanced, I always went Sega. And then I got real. I was a big Sony guy. 
Let, yeah, let's talk about Sega for a second, though. All the Sonic games were fantastic. Yeah. And then they had, like, the Knuckles and Echidna game, whatever it was. Sonic and Knuckles. RJ, did you, uh, were you a Sega kid or no? No, I was a uh, Nintendo kid. Okay. So and I, then, like, I, did, I did Nintendo, Super Nintendo, N64. Uh, then I went to PlayStation 2, but I then got a GameCube only because at the time they did bullshit marketing. And I was like, oh, this is the only way I'm going to ever be able to play Resident Evil 4. I'm yeah. going to have to <laughs> fucking get a goddamn GameCube now. Man, the GameCube was solid, though. And I, the, the best part about the GameCube was the Wave Bird. That was the first production uh, wireless controller that was solid. In my oh, opinion. yeah. No, that was that was pretty cool when they Did, they did you ever have that. a Power Glove, Will? Dude, I did not. I did not have a power glove. This is the worst thing ever because not only like does it actually do nothing, but then you lose like one hand to control the controller with. You have to control it all with your left hand. So, like, it just made it super but, but, difficult hey, to play. Hey, according to the wizard, you know that yes. hit movie uh, is the best way to play your Super Nintendo. Keep your power gloves off my girl. That's now speaking right. of um, bringing two topics together here, the video game topic. As well as what Will said, or not Will, what RJ said earlier, the book was better. Have any of you either read or seen the Ready Player Go movie slash book? Ready Player One? Ready Player One. I don't know. I always call it Ready Player Fucking Go. idiot. It's my mind. Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> just playing. Um, okay. The I, book is like 70 million times better than the movie. Uh, uh, I'm going to beg to differ. Have you read the book? Yes. There's no way you could beg to differ on that one. Yes. And here's the reason why. Why is that? It is the equivalent of fucking Big Bang Theory. I can't stand it. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I had a car just like the DeLorean from that hit movie Back to the Future where it features a DeLorean and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you don't have to. It's not special if you have to explain what the fuck the reference is. If you're explaining what the reference is, what he does throughout the entire book, it's not fucking it's not good i think also though like this might be a a factor of the fact that you're 10 years younger than me because a lot of that stuff was stuff i actually had when i was younger because i you know i'm older but uh uh, no um, no no the what what drove me crazy though aside from all that because i I get what you're going with that is they cut the entire third act where he gave himself up and like the whole point of the movie that like the, the the best part of the story where it actually like had drama to it and they just cut it completely for the movie and they made the girl do it. They made the girl give herself up to the company instead of him. No, see here. One, I'm not a big fan of the movie either. I'm not. I'm not trying to sell the movie. I just think the book is awful because of. I get the references. Like you don't have to explain them to me, and I feel like anybody who's reading that book, you shouldn't have to explain it to them. That's why they're reading the book, and that's my problem. Is if you have to explain the pop culture reference. That's, I think, just kind of defeats the whole purpose of them being little Easter eggs. Pun intended, yeah. if you know anything about the book or said movie. Correct. And I, I get that 100%. That's why it's one of those books and, or slash movies that I don't recommend to just everybody. Because I, I feel like you got to be from a certain like era to really like appreciate it. So I don't want to like just go to my friends who are like, you know, 20 something years old and be like, oh, you should read this because they won't get any of it. And then, like you said, it'll just be them being like explained to the whole time. Uh, but yeah. I, I enjoyed it. No. And that's uh, that's my only problem. Like 
the thing that makes it, you know, this culture, the, the, the nerd quote unquote culture special is like, you're supposed to, that's like your, you know, your little like inside jokes or your yeah. go to like that, like that's what makes you part of the club. So if you have to explain what a DeLorean is and its significance on why his is based off of said film, it's, it's a little ridiculous or like, you know, Oh, she drives the bike from Akira, blah, blah, blah. 19, <laughs> I forget what year Akira came out, which I, another movie I love. Um, but so, so basically you're equivalent, uh, making it basically be the same as Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which I love that movie too. Yes. They just, they don't have to like That's say anything. That's my favorite anything. of like all the Disney, like I know it's not a Pixar um, product, but it's the Disney movies. Um, but that's my favorite of all that style of movies. Everyone's always like, Oh, toy story, this, which is great too. Or, or like, um, what's the other, what's the other big one they do? The, the finding Nemo or something like that. But, or, but no, it's, it's, it's Wreck-It Ralph. That movie's so great. No, I enjoy Wreck-It Ralph. Matter of fact, I literally, you just... got John C. Riley and Sarah Silverman as your main actress. Like how yeah. much better can you get? Yeah. I didn't realize that Ralph was John C. Riley until just now. Wow. So close to attention. I pay you. You so special. Right. And then, the, then, the guy from uh, Thirty Rock that played the the page guy, uh, what's his name? Kenny, Kenneth something or other. He plays the Fix It Felix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was a great movie. No, I we literally just got done watching it because I finally made, forced my girlfriend, who's like all Pixar and Disney, but there are some films she refuses to watch, and Wreck It Ralph was one of them. But she really enjoyed it. However, I did, did you not, watch the part two? I I did, unfortunately. Oh, the but the funny was part was the good? scene I thought I would like the least was the one I laughed the hardest at was the princess scene. Like I thought I was gonna the hate princess that. Princess scene was good, but my problem with it is um where Wreck It Ralph was on um Wreck It Ralph it had a bunch of references, it didn't beat you over the head where again it it boils down to like it also had a good story and and had a lot of heart. I don't feel like Wreck-It Ralph 2 had a lot of heart. It was more just references. Yeah. yeah but I think dude. the reason they, they explained the references so much is because, like, it's it's grandkids that are going to be taking their, their – grandparents are going to be taking their grandkids out to see this movie, and, like, they obviously aren't going to understand all the internet references. Who gives gonna be a like shit the old, about the old people? They're going to be like the old lady in the commercial that's, that's taking pictures of off her wall with all her friends there and think she's like, I unfriend you and takes the picture down. I think a lot of, a lot of Disney, you know, kids' movies – these days actually make references for the adults man like uh trolls. I mean, they always have that's always been yeah yeah but i feel like more so like uh, uh, the movie trolls man my, my little guy he's three and he not, that, disney, that not disney nor pixar shut right. up yeah okay whatever <laughs> don't question me, me. Where hey, me. He, he lives by california disney i live by the real disney in florida oh shut so. the fuck up don't <laughs> start with that <laughs> bullshit again well, how many go. parks y'all got again nobody likes florida Suck how many resorts y'all got how many florida. how much land do y'all have it doesn't matter we have the best of the best in the original no. old g no. your castle's like one eighth the size of our castle <laughs> you know what ours is the original uh. Our, our castle's big. Your castle drives a big pickup truck to compensate. Speaking Says the guy who say, drives, a, drives big a big pickup truck, truck to compensate. Yeah. See what I did there? I set you up, but you know, you stole. You didn't let just. You didn't let the inside joke go. You had to explain it. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, sorry, I had anyway, to set you up with that one. I forgot what my damn point was. I'll, all right, trolls. Who? Whatever company made it. I don't know. DreamWorks. I think yeah, it's DreamWorks. Go. Okay, DreamWorks. Yeah. He's big into trolls, and at one point, 
they try to explain sarcasm in the dialogue. And one of the guys, is oh, Ron Funch's character, he jumps in and says, I had a sarcasm once. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Every once in a while, though, these other companies will make a decent, like, animated movie. But, oh, absolutely. Like, usually, hey, they're not Trolls like Disney, great, though. Like, great. like, Up had to have been the most heartbreaking thing to watch the first two, like, first, like, ten minutes of that movie. It, like, made you, like, just hate life just Why watching the first Why are you referencing other companies that's that's pixar dude that's disney pixar yeah i know that's why i said that. what i'm saying is like that movie just like okay but like the the the, <sighs> the point you were making beforehand was talking about other companies then you immediately brought up pixar and that's because they don't matter as much like disney is better <laughs> like it's, it's a superior <laughs> product fair enough uh, sometimes did you ever see i know you don't like it but did you ever see the always sunny in philadelphia like up thing where they did like charlie and the waitress they did the whole animated thing no no they basically did the intro like the first like 10 minutes of up but with charlie and the waitress and it was great and like the um they had like the kids they they didn't understand anything so all like the boys became uh, janitors and all the, the girls became waitresses nice and they had like an army of rats that <laughs> built the house uh, it's it's if you have like a couple minutes to kill, just go on YouTube and watch that. It's it's it's. I know you don't like it's sunny, but it's, it's still really good. All right, so now that we're done arguing about Disney and com- competing and companies, let's just call Disney and other you guys. I got a topic for you guys. All right, I want you to talk about how you've your musical tastes have changed over the years, where you started, where you came from, and where you're at now. And also, as a subtopic, let's discuss a particular genre or style of music or something like that that you're curious about but you have yet to dive into. So, RJ, what you got? Alrighty. So, to start off, it's um, kind of cliche but also maybe unexpected for uh, some of our listeners who kind of know me. Um, honestly, like the first kind of music, I feel like it's just like, you know, I, I grew up in a uh, household that had a very eclectic taste in music, to say the least. So, like, literally, I was listening anything from boy bands. Yes, my first concert was in Sync, y'all. I wish I could say it was Backstreet Boys, who are the superior boy band. But Agreed. we'll save that for... Yeah, okay, I'm glad somebody agrees. But I did see NSYNC because I was a bigger NSYNC fan when I was little. I was young and dumb, didn't know better. Um... To also, you know, classic country such as, you know, like Waylon Jennings, Conway Twitty, uh, uh, Charlie Pride, stuff like that. And then, of course, if we're talking about music that I discovered on my own, it would be basically just 90s grunge and like thrash metal. So Metallica and Nirvana, essentially. So man, how did you get into how did you get into grunge? Because I know that was you know kind of you yeah, were several was... years after the demise of. Oh, you know what? Because I have good taste. No, um, yeah, they... <laughs> it lit... yeah, I mean it... uh, Stevie oh, Ray Vaughan died before too. I was alive, I think, but I still listen to him. No, it, it literally boiled down to is because my aunt, who I like, you know, most of my music. Uh, music upbringing came from her she just had a a, an eclectic taste and so you know she did show me a couple of things plus even at my age nirvana was still getting radio play smells like teen spirit and stuff still was coming on the radio now Uh, yeah it smells like teen spirit 
is the um it's been it's been the most played video on like MTV when they played music. It it, it had the most play ever of any music video ever on MTV. Yeah, that. so I mean, and then everybody, I feel like everybody at one point in time has listened to the Black Album. Yeah, my yeah. first my first real concert was Metallica, so I'm not much better. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it just <laughs> that's kind of was I, Leonard Skinner. I watched Lars Ulrich hit the two and four over and over for an entire hour and a half because that's the only beat he knows. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So that's kind of started. Now, how it changed is when I started getting older. Uh, we're talking about now. We're talking about like teenage years. Um, I started diving more into like local music and underground stuff. And basically because I grew up around a bunch of punks, uh, quite literally, um, actual punks. We're talking about Mohawks, colored hair and all that fun stuff, ripped jeans. Um, you know, it kind of just like went from there. So I, then I started listening to things, you know, genres like ska and, uh, actual like you know garbage punk and psychobilly. When I hear yeah. people say they don't like ska music, it drives me crazy because it's amazing music. It's impossible oh, absolutely. to be in a bad mood listening to it. I think. I mean, I'm not well, like a huge ska connoisseur or anything, but I mean, it's it's just fat, fantastic music. And like you have so many different varieties of ska and different instrumentations and everything. It's just it's great. Mm. No, absolutely. So that's kind of how it evolved to. Now, as an adult, I'm going for I'm going back to basically my whole life. There's a couple songs here and there, like Duran Duran's always been a part, um, you know, stuff like that. But like I'm going back to the '80s now as an adult and really like getting into stuff, uh, just mainly the pop stuff because it's just so great. Like I'm talking about like the Michael Jackson. I'm talking about um uh oingo boingo oh god i love oingo yeah boingo. i mean it's so good before he was a cliche you know i was thinking about saying that right as you were saying <laughs> listening to 80s pop that was like the name that was in my mind yeah exactly like i was just listening what's the song the uh the monsters party or something the dead other man's day? party dead man's party god i love that song it's so good yeah so you know it's I'm going back now and really enjoying it or like um, bands that I didn't necessarily always like or groups, I should say. I wouldn't consider them bands, but like Erasure. My aunt always used to play Erasure and I fucking hated it. But now I'm like breaking out chains of love and shit like while I'm on the bus, like, you know, like just getting my jam on. Um, That's great. So, yeah, you know, that's kind of how it's evolved as far as genres that i'd like to get into hmm, i'm trying to think i i feel it's hard because if i wanted to get into them i would have just got into them already i would <laughs> um, okay with no, so I've much availability some, of music that's true. i've got that some is, I've that's, kinda, a, that's a very good point man solid point i i, I actually do have a genre that i'm kind of getting into but like my girlfriend and her family listens to a lot of like Motown era stuff, and I never okay, got man, into Motown. Amazing, but like every yeah, time great. I'm like over there, they're playing something, you know, like you know they're playing Motown and old stuff like the Supremes and things like that that I don't really have. Like I have a general music concept because 
there was just things that came up in there. Like I'm a huge fan of like, like do up like bass lines and stuff. And I do incorporate them into my playing, but that's because I've heard other players do that. Not the actual original, what they're based off of, you know? Um, so that's definitely something I need, I want to get into more and explore. I could see that. I what about you, that. Joe? Well, uh, I feel like I'm similar, you know, I grew up listening to just what was on the radio at the time because it's all I really had. And I remember sitting around like if I wanted to get a song, I'd had to have a tape in the cassette player and hit record the second it came on the radio if I ever wanted to hear that song again. <laughs> um, you know, what? I did that for the longest time. That was the, Now, this is going to be lame because I feel a little ashamed <laughs> telling people about this, but it was a guilty pleasure or it was everybody liked that at the time. So I can't really like, you know but nobody will admit it is I actually have a tape recording of last resort by the band Papa Roach. So oh, of course wow. it was the radio play version. And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, cut my Edited. life into pieces and suffocation, no breathing. Don't get, <laughs> <laughs> I probably just blew out the mic doing that. I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, the radio edits are always the best. Uh. Uh, but no. Anyways, then, continue. I'm sorry. Then, but that, this also, like when I was growing up, they had t- they actually had music videos on MTV, which I know makes me sound like an old person when I say that. Since but back I mean, it's in the truth. my day, back in my day, I remember when MTV played music videos. See, I was at the cusp of when they stopped doing that, but then like Fuse TV, yeah, started well, doing we it. A, we had a channel called The Box, which was like the best. You could like vote for like what songs you wanted, like what videos you wanted to play. You you would like TRL. Kind of, but like it was live. Like they put like this. Is like coming up next. TRL. Whoever... TRL was. Is that how TRL? I never watched TRL. <laughs> TRL was live. <laughs> Total request live. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I felt like this. They they played different videos here. Like they'd play like like um, Werdal Yankovic's Jurassic Park video, which nice. was great claymation, nice. <laughs> or just Trick Daddy videos, like nonstop Trick Daddy videos, which <laughs> forgot Trick about Daddy's... Trick Daddy. Dude, he grew up like six miles from me. Like our, my house was like six miles from his house. His little brother went to high school with me. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's one of my favorite, you know, as far as rappers go of all time, uh, just because the local thing, you know, he trick loves the kids. Oh yeah. Uh, I think the only local <laughs> rappers we had coming up was uh three, six mafia. Oh yeah. I mean, that's nothing well, that like makes sense. From Memphis. That's like, you know, four hours or three hours away or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that but, um, makes total sense. So I grew up listening to like, you know, whatever was playing in the house. My dad was big into classic rock. So I'm always hearing Led Zeppelin and Jethro Tull and all that kind of stuff. And then my mom listened to like Elton John and all like anything you find on. If you ever listen to Sirius Radio, they have a channel called The Bridge. And it was all that like Hall and Oates, uh, just anything that could be like kind of smooth and and contemporary, which is great music. though. You're a rich girl. Sorry, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, all those. Man, what's that? Uh, what's the song? Such a great... the, uh, oh, dude, who sings it? Where it's uh, uh, fuck, man, but it's wrapped up like a. He says deuce, wrapped up like a oh, deuce, another um, roller. But it sounds like, like douche. Wrapped up like a douche in the yeah. middle, blinded by, yeah, the, blinded light. by the light. That's, That's what, what it is. is. Yep. Yeah. I can't remember who sang this. It's it's like a person's name. Yeah. Um, it's like it's not like a band. It's like an actual just single person name, which. There's another one that I, I oh I, we got to get into this one day. Like when I we have the ability to like load in live stuff and play this long. There's a song called "Into the Night" by Benny Mardonis, and I know you've heard the song a million times because if you hear it, you'll like instantly like oh yeah that's that song. But um 
Manfred. The song, the first line of the song is, she's just 16 years old. Leave her alone, they say. Wow. He's like a full adult. And if you watch the video, like he's standing at the front door of this like 16 year old girl's house talking to her dad. And it's like, he turns around and says, "Um, she's just 16 years old. And then the dad like mouths over, leave her alone. And then he goes back to, they say, I'm like, this is terrible. I mean, nothing's ever going to beat, you know, Aerosmith. Oh yeah. Come on. I mean, it Bro. doesn't get creepier than that. <laughs> Ragdoll or whatever it is. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you guys don't but, know um, what we're talking about, for all you young yins out there, which I don't know how many are there are, but Aerosmith did a music video, and it was uh, Liv Tyler's premiere on television. That's right. As a stripper. Now, if you guys don't know who Liv Tyler is, that is Steven Tyler's daughter. Okay. All so right, she on, was. I, I, dude, I heard recently that going back to those videos, I've, I've heard recently. I don't know how true this is. They, she did not know that he was her father at that really? time. Like she was really? under the impression that uh, another 80s rocker, like her mom was apparently a, a model or something that kind of dated a few of them. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it, going back to the whole James May, Brian May thing, James May didn't know that Brian May was his brother until he was an adult. Nice. I can see that. He was talking about it in an episode of Top Gear. It's rock and roll, baby. I yeah. guess. But, that, that don't happen anymore. But yeah, there was like someone that was like a fan of Aerosmith that they let their, like it was their 14 or 15 year old daughter go on tour with them. And like, this was a whole different craziness, but that's a whole different thing. I don't want to misquote the facts in this, but I've, I've heard the story multiple times yeah, from multiple you better, places. You, you better quit while you're ahead on that one. Yeah. yeah. So back yeah. to the topic itself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was big into grunge music. I grew up in the Nirvana time. I actually got to see Nirvana before they were done in 1994, I believe in Miami. And, um, that was just one of my favorite shows ever. But um, like I bought the Kurt Cobain Jagstang and I've had it since that's the only guitar I've ever kept. I've every other guitar I've went through, but that's the one I've had since I bought it brand new in 1996. And I still have it. I totally um, forgot you had that. Yeah. It's a great guitar. It's Sonic. It's the Sonic blue one with the, uh, well, I mean, I've, I've modded mine. Mine doesn't have the original pickups anymore. And I made the switches much more usable. But that's a whole gear related thing. But yeah, Nirvana was, I was big on that band. I ha- always hated Bush because I thought they were just like a ripoff of Nirvana. No, they're, nah, they're, man, no, I mean, no. I wasn't a huge Hold Bush on. fan, but that's two different animals. No, and I, and I never liked Pearl Jam either because I, I couldn't stand his voice. Like, no, I just see, not you shut your mouth. Here's my voice. thing. Here's my <laughs> thing. I'll cover this when it's my turn, but we're, we're not done with this. I, I, no, I'm just going to say. As an adult, I actually have more of an appreciation for Pearl Jam as musicians far more than uh, Nirvana, which is the reason why I play guitar. But no, going oh yeah, musicianship back, wise, they were they were light years ahead of Nirvana. Nirvana was just like blowing. like like Kurt Cobain always made the joke about how he was sucked at playing guitar, like he was not good at guitar, and like it was it was awesome because that was what it was. It was just random music they put together and just played as fast as he could played as hard as he could didn't care they smashed the stage destroyed everything but i mean i love technical music too because primus was always one of my favorite bands and les claypool of course is like a god on the bass and i don't even know how he does what he does like how he plays like a rhythm part a bass line a lead part and sings all at the same time while dancing around the stage with a pig mask on so now, would you say as you as you've gotten older and as you've aged, like have you changed? Have your taste changed? Like what's uh, what's different now? 
Um, well, I, I, of course, went through phases like everybody did. I was big in the grunge. Then I went got, you know, when I found punk and pop punk music and skate punk music and in the hardcore music, I just that's became everything. And of course, you know, rap's always been there, too. I, there's two. I always feel like it's two separate things. Like, I love my hip hop rap. I love underground. I love everything except for this new garbage rap they do this mumble rap i can't take that that interview where uh, they're talking oh, so to snoop dog yeah and, uh, he's he's he mentions like people ask him to guest on their stuff now and he's like i can't i can't rap it's so bad all these guys are just talking about he's i can't do that so so yeah i i i've all i got into that and it got big in that then you know, as I, as I got older, I found myself going back to the stuff I grew up with, like the 70s, 80s, 60s music. Um, it just, you know, the, the songs that were big back then, the, the great, you know, uh, R&B, blues type stuff. Um, as far as things I need to listen to or want to listen to, like I said earlier, if I, I mean, I just listen to it if I want to. I'll, I'll go to YouTube and look it up or something. I can't really think of anything specific because of the fact that if I want to listen to it, I'll find some way to listen to it. Right. Um, maybe I need some more suggestions of things I need to listen to. <laughs> well, that's I feel like that's a whole other topic time, in guys. and of itself. Yeah. So, Will, right. tell we, us about your upbringing. Yeah, Will. What All you right, got? So, chop, chop, Willie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming down to the wire. No, uh, man, I started out uh, when I was a kid. Uh, my dad was a big uh, musical influence, and it's weird. It's a really weird thing because my dad is. Well, my dad's a redneck. That's a uh, shocker. Yeah. Spoiler alert, guys. The guy with the southern accent had a redneck dad. But man, he had. A, I mean, we listened to uh, typical what you would think a redneck guy would listen to. Man, uh, you know, a lot of old country, uh, Waylon Jennings, Charlie Daniels, stuff like that. But he also had really weird taste. Man, he was a uh, he was a devo. He was into what? Prince. I know it, man. It's nuts, I did dude. not see that one coming. I know, I know Holy it. Holy shit! He had, Whip he had, it. Like Devo records and Prince. Good. Good. And and uh, the Talking Heads. Like he was big into the Talking Heads. So I grew up listening. To, I got like kind of psycho thriller. So when I when I got older and I started playing guitar, man, I came in on the tail end of grunge. Like I was twelve when Cobain died. So I mean, I you know I was just getting into music. And uh, I remember the, the thing that that I felt about that whole era and that genre, you either went kind of one of two ways. You know, if you had a punk background, you kind of went with Nirvana and, you know, the mud honey kind of thing. If, uh, like Touch me, I was me, big and, I grew up listening to blues and classic rock and stuff like that. And I was gravitated more towards Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, the guys <laughs> that could actually play their instruments. But, uh, <laughs> boom, See, yeah. I was the other way. Sit I like the guys burn. who couldn't play them because then I can play the songs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I still can't play half the, the, the fucking riffs that Pearl Jam plays. But see, that's, that my, my point with Pearl Jam, that, and I'm going to, I'm biased. Okay. That's my number one all time favorite band ever. I don't care what anybody says. I love that fucking that's, band. That's actually makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. Not to mention you can't play his music without a clone because he always used a clone. Right. Right, Mike McCready and Stone Gossard are the reason that I started playing guitar. That I just loved the way, I just loved the sound, man. And I, but I feel like the that band has reinvented itself, you know, almost every decade. Like you get later on in their albums, Yield. Yield is one of my top five rock albums ever. That whole album is great from from tip to tail. 
And it, but they, I mean, they changed. You know what I mean? They reinvented themselves. They kind of made fun of themselves as they went along. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm mixed on the reinventing yourself thing because if what you're doing is really good, you don't need to reinvent yourself. Uh, See, I call bullshit. You want to know why? And I'm a, I'm a disprove you with one person, David good. fucking Bowie. Mm. Yeah, but he was never that great to me in the first place. I'm gonna disprove you. No effects. Mm. They've sounded the same since they sound on day but one. Man, They've never rock. changed. Yeah, punk but but rock. you know punk what? Rock sounds like punk rock. Yeah, pu- yeah. There's not really or or Les Claypool, Primus, it, it, any band he's in. It doesn't matter which group he's in. It, it always sounds like him. He's got his sound. Now, I, I, back to Bowie. Okay, I, I can agree with you. I'm not the hugest Bowie fan, but you cannot argue that that motherfucker did not adapt to the genre of the day tremendously well. Hmm. He, he did, but yeah. you know, yeah, he did, if, man. If what you have is great. You don't need to change it. Okay, give me. Okay, you say no effects, but you know what? They've only been around for what twenty years. <laughs> only twenty oh, years. No, in, no, 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 no. But but in a in a scene that's designed for people who aren't really supposed to be there after they're twenty five. <laughs> I know, and it's kind of sad to see that they haven't like expired to be more. But that's a whole nother story. Bowie literally lasted decades and decades and still had an effect. And the reason why I say that my girlfriend who is the same age as me has no business liking uh, uh, a singer like Bowie, but because his music meant so much to so many people, I got woken up at two o'clock in the morning when she found out that he died and she was crying. Tell see, me who's going to cry see, over no like, effects. Somebody like Bowie. But I see, I, <laughs> you mean tears of joy? <laughs> Maybe. Because fat, fat Mike's a, a jerk. He's a fucking dick. But man, like, yeah, I, I think somebody like, like Bowie, it, I mean, it was, I don't know, it's more of a, a persona uh, yeah, thing. You know absolutely. what I mean? It wasn't as much as, as the punk But rock. then again, I got to agree now because one band that did change themselves and reinvent themselves for the much better was the Beatles because their early gar- songs were garbage. And then they they came out with just amazing. So basically, amazing they got songs. better once they started using drugs. Well, they basically got better once they got away from that. Hear teen, that, kids? Pop formula. <laughs> Hear that, kids? If you want to be better, do drugs. I think. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I think there could be an argument made, and I'm not. I'm not a Beatles sister. Oh, another band. There could, there could be an argument made that, uh, yeah, that a lot of that early Beatles shit was just formula Garbage. from the record label. You know what I mean? It was, yeah, hundred percent. Hold there was on. no creativity or originality. It was just play these songs, get girls to pay money. <laughs> Band that reinvented themselves, that had a great second coming, Aerosmith. Let's go back to Aerosmith. Man, you are, you I'm, are 100%, I'm, dude. Like that band. I'm the other way. I hate their new stuff. I loved them before, and then they reinvented themselves. It was terrible. No, no, no. Hated, I'm talking dude. about We're the talking first about time they reinvented man. themselves. I'm talking about from the 70s to the 80s. Oh, I'm talking okay. about, I'm I talking thought you were about, talking about from like the mid nineties on. Cause that's just terrible. But they that. still were making hits like dude, dude yeah, just I push mean, play still went. It still charted. What was the, what was the, the one with the cow on it, dude, uh, get a grip. Yeah, that was a good album. But then they came out with that one with amazing on it. And like, it was all about the movies and, and, and he became a celebrity versus, you know, but just whether or not music. you like it, you have to respect what that band did. I mean, exactly. Dude, on, like what? Like a, 40, 40 year career at this point? Like what when did Dream On come out? Like the early seventies? Seventies, uh, yeah. I mean, but look at what's it called, uh Mick Jagger. What is he like a hundred and five? This is true. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I would argue. I never liked the Rolling Stones either. No, I I love the Stones, but here's the thing about the Stones is they're living on the past. That's different. They're literally living. They're not putting out new music. That's one. You guys say about like you know, I mean, maybe not recently, but Aerosmith continued for a while. I mean, come on, and I don't want to miss a thing. Like, but I mean, that was like 25 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. You know what? That was the mid '90s. Uh, no, it wasn't. It yeah, was late that was when, '90s. That was when what was the Apollo 13 movie or whatever uh, it was? Fuck uh, you, Armageddon. Armageddon. It's a Michael yeah. Bay joint. Oh, no, that, yeah, that makes it great. Didn't he make Transformers? He did. Uh, <laughs> he, he also made Bad Boys. So there you go. Oh, Bad Boys. And by so the good. way, I just looked Bad it up. Bad Boys Two is better. Bad Boys Two is better. I just looked up 1998, late '90s. Shut up. All right, so we can. I Still think we 20, can agree here that uh, twenty something years. Fuck, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> we can agree that it's easier to respect somebody who can reinvent themselves, or no? I'm mixed. Still on it. I'm fifty fifty. It's not that I, I respect anybody who can continue their craft for a long time at a high level. That doesn't mean I'm gonna like it though. No, and right. I'm not saying that because again, I'm yeah. not a Bowie fan, but. Like once again, the hate I got in the first place with the uh, the Tone Jerks group was when I kept saying that basically thrice Vesu on is garbage. Before Vesu, they were amazing. Then they became a different band. See, I this just uh, I just got into that band. Like I never never listened to them. I, I, Artist in the Ambulance was the last great album that to me they put out. I kind of like that new one. I mean, I'm not you know super. It's into it's just not them though. Like it's not what they started as. And like it, to me, like when they changed that style, when it went from that super fast hard fast guitar hard drums everything just going to like this more artistic kind of like atmospheric type music it just i didn't i didn't get, didn't translate to me i don't know man i like it when a when an so, artist can uh, can change everything and, and still succeed man i think it's cool so that kind of you you mentioned that you're just getting into thrice well uh to bring to your second uh part of your topic what are genres that you do want to get into Man, I, uh, you know, primarily these days, like, I'm pretty, uh, been really into the alt country, like, outlaw country thing for the past few years. I'm also, uh, I'm also kind of, uh, hardcore on the other side. Like, uh, Paul Pennington from the Flippin' Flippers actually got me into a lot of cool hardcore bands. Norma Jean, uh, you know, other, As I Lay Dying. That's not like hardcore. That. The one you need is protest. And I'll fight Paul for that. I'll fight Paul at that any day. Hardcore is like circle jerks. Uh, uh, black that's flag. a different type of hardcore. Yeah, without, the actual, that's, that's, the real hardcore. Thank you very without much. Without getting yeah. into a uh, an argument about genres, the uh, but uh, one <laughs> of the main, honestly, but one of you the, need to uh, listen to Protest the Hero. That is the best band noted. Now, stuff I'd like to get into. I actually want to get into punk. I uh, I did grow up listening to punk. It's not something I was exposed to a whole lot, and I've been uh, I've been listening to it a lot here lately. Like I've just been just I'm going gonna down have the to I'm gonna have to send you some some some. I was gonna say stuff. between between me and RJ, we have like every genre of punk covered for you. Yeah, because we, we, we'll be he we 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 very we're very different on what we liked in the punk scene. So I have one half covered. He has the other half covered. Pretty much we'll exactly. The the, yeah. the Tone Jerks recommended the Flatliners, man, and I I actually really enjoy that band. Let me tell you about this band called Taking Back Sunday. Oh, oh Christ. Here I we almost go. don't want to listen to it, just out of principle. Out of protest, oh, right? So, right? So good. Anyway, all right, guys. I think we've uh, I think we've yapped enough boring people to death here. 
Yeah, yeah. I wonder if anyone actually is going to listen through this all the way. If you did, I love you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You guys are awesome. But yeah, exactly. so guys, we've got a uh, we got a Facebook group. Uh, if you want to join, come uh, yell at us, give a shit, or uh, say positive things. We're cool with that too, but we prefer you yeah. be negative. You can also yeah. like us on Instagram. We got that going up. We're going to start posting there a lot more as well. And while you're at it, go up there and uh, check out Telly Talks. Check out Talking Tellies and Twanging. Wow, you really ruined up, ruined my, you know, <laughs> my selling, my 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 uh, goods here. How how does it go? T- talking Tellies and Twangs. It's and... it's okay for when I do do this series of Talking Tellies. You it's, do it. Uh, the show that where we talk Tellies and other Twangs. But That's anyways, it. yeah, go follow us on all the social medias, <laughs> including Telly Talks, like my pedals, and Will Lahieu on Instagram. And uh, you can check me out also on YouTube. To- Hashtag Lahieuing. That's Lay-hewing. right. That's right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we are the Just Surprise Me podcast. I'm Will. Surprise! <laughs> hey, by the way. <laughs> I said I was going to do this. I don't think Will remember this, but you know what? Happy birthday to you, Joe. Happy birthday to To you. you. Happy birthday, dear Joe. (laughs) Happy birthday, even though it's like three days late to you. It was Joe's birthday. My favorite thing in the world is Michael Newman. I love Michael Newman so much. Oh, shut the, the fact fuck up. You were telling me literally <laughs> at like, it was like 312 that birthdays don't matter. And then 313, Michael Newman says, I just want to wish you happy birthday early. It's a day. I know it's day early, but I wish you happy birthday. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Right. I'm like, thank you. You're so awesome. You just proved my point to RJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anytime we can disprove RJ is a good thing. Anyways, guys, ah, check us out on social media. Thanks yeah, for listening. Just surprise me, podcast. That's uh Will, and that's RJ, and I'm Joe, and we appreciate you hanging out with us. That's right. Way to cut off Will, Dick. Yep. Yeah. Bye. See ya.